Halloween Yet, episode 32, a spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, is it Halloween yet? I'm afraid not, ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. It's 34 long days until Halloween. I'm your ghost dispenser, and let's see what we've got on the slab this week. We've got some video game delays, some video game gameplay, and HBO showed us, finally, The Last of Us. Let's get into the news. Our first story, we're going to talk about Scorn. It gave us a brand new gameplay trailer that was about eight minutes long. Uh, if you don't know what Scorn is, it is the Geiger-inspired first-person adventure game that is coming to Xbox. It will be on Xbox and PC and the Epic Game Store on October 21st. It's free on Xbox Game Pass, which is fun. And the... Trailer and gameplay was, like, really compelling this time. I feel like this game has gone through a little bit of development hell, we know. So seeing it look so fun and the puzzles are very Zelda-like but horror-y. So I'm excited to play this. I'm going to be playing Scorn on this YouTube channel on Fridays after it comes out. So be sure to like and subscribe so you know when I'm going live. Our next story is the first time I have heard of this game, but it is another gameplay video for the RTS Gord. Um, you form little towns and villages called Gourds, and it's about 16 minutes long, and it is very real-time strategy, real-time strategy game, which is interesting. I haven't really played one of those in a while, but I have been kind of getting that itch to play one. So Gord may fill that for me. It looks super good. There are all kinds of custom scenarios you can do, and there's a campaign mode. So I'm excited to see the community management and the city management and the spell management. It all looks great. Um, Yeah, and I don't know if we have, I don't think we have, we do not have a um, release date. It is currently in development and will be coming to Steam probably sometime in 2023. They look pretty far along on it. I don't know if it would be a week in 2022 without a game getting delayed. Oxenfree Lost Signals has been delayed until 2022. But some good news is that Oxenfree, the first game, is now available on Netflix games. I will be playing Oxenfree on Twitch in the month of October. You should come out. We play all kinds of spooky games, but spooky games will probably be moving more towards YouTube. And I'll have a video up on my other channel about why more games are moving to YouTube versus Twitch. So you should check that out. Our next story is definitely one that you should take with a grain of salt, though I will say because it's a ratings board, I feel a little bit more hopeful. Silent Hill, the series we all want to continue and Konami wants to toy with our hearts with, has a new entry called Silent Hill, The Short Message. No idea what that game is. Uh, it has been rated in Korea. So who knows what it is, but I am hoping it is a new Silent Hill game. Maybe it's the Silent Hill remake we've heard so much about. Who knows? But um, you can probably be sure Konami will tell us something in October, or maybe they're waiting to hold it for the Game Awards in December. Who knows? But um, we have a rated game in Korea, so maybe we get new Silent Hill? I don't know. 
And in our final story for video games this week, Phasmophobia Apocalypse has released. The 7.0 update to the game includes new difficulties, new locations, adjusting ghost types, custom games, a whole bunch of stuff is happening. It's a pretty big point update for the game. There will be a small apocalypse challenge that will begin later in the week where players earn three unique trophies for their collectible cabinet by completing four simple objectives. Sounds fun. Phasmophobia is a great game. It's super fun with friends. So you should try it if you haven't and you like scary spooky things. Now we're moving on to TV news. TV news this week was kind of popping. There's a lot of stuff. So the first one's a little bit of a bummer for me. The Devil's Hour put out a final trailer, and that is the Peter Capelli Travel Through Time series on Amazon Prime. And the last trailer and a lot of the marketing before this trailer really was like, ooh, this is a thriller with like hard horror uh, tendencies. It's really just a thriller and like I may watch it and it's probably going to be like a November, December watch for me, but I am a little bit disappointed that they have kind of done such a big switch in the marketing towards like very standard police thriller is what it feels like. So that's a little disappointing, but still going to put it on my list because Peter Capelli, I'd watch him read the phone book. And last week we talked about this, that Wednesday was not going to make it to Netflix in the Halloween season. And we finally got a premiere date, and that is November 23rd. That happens to be Thanksgiving weekend here in America. So what of a better way to spend Thanksgiving than eating a bunch of turkey, hiding from your family, and watching your favorite spooky family? Or at least your favorite spooky daughter. This next story is a relief to see uh, because, as you know, if you've been on the internet, HBO Max and HBO is kind of a hot mess right now with their entire Discovery, Warner Brothers, merger, takeover of the thing. Like, if you don't know about it, you should look into it. It's been kind of wild in that space. Uh we don't actually know what's going on with Salem's Lot, which is pretty upsetting. I think we talked about that a little bit last week, but... Uh, it was supposed to happen in April, but Evil Dead Rise moved into that category. So to hear that we are going to get the David Cronenberg Scanner series on HBO is kind of a relief. I was very scared that it was going to get lost in this whole shuffle. and uh, But The Hollywood Reporter reported that the upcoming series is based off of the 1981 movie by David Cronenberg. If you haven't watched Scanners, you should. It's incredible. Cronenberg is one of my favorite directors, though, so take that with a grain of salt. We don't quite know when this is going to happen. Um, did they give us a time frame? No, we don't know when it's coming. I would probably bet 2023, 2024, because we do know that Cronenberg has another movie, The Shroud, that is um, coming out probably next year. He's in production on it. It's his movie after crimes of the futures. And our final story in TV is the one that everyone has been waiting for. It is HBO finally gave us a trailer for the Last of Us live action series. If you know anything about me, you know that I am not a drooling fanboy for The Last of Us. I think the first game is very good. It's not the perfected 
masterpiece people make it out to, but it is a very good game for video games. I also think the second one has a lot of problems, uh, both narrative and gameplay. I just, uh, there's just a lot of problems with that second game. And so I think it is an important time to remind you that you enjoy The Last of Us. If you love that series, you keep loving that series. But I think it is worth examining who makes it and the viewpoints that they hold. It is no secret that Neil Druckmann has been inspired by the Israeli-Palestinian conflict when making The Last of Us. It inspired um, the sequel, an incident with Hamas and Israeli soldiers. And that's fine and well, but I always, when talking about The Last of Us, want to point you to a exceptional Vice article that goes into how the very centrist take of a cycle of violence is actually kind of harmful to everyday Palestinians in that region. And it is the logical, this is just how it is kind of rhetoric you get from centrist uh, Israelis and that conflict will not be solved by um, acting like this is a problem that can't be solved. So I highly suggest you read the article. It is going to be linked in the show notes and it'll be linked in the show notes every time we talk about The Last of Us because I think it is very important that we critically look at what the game, especially a game that deals with violence and hatred the way that this game does, it, it's very important that we take a look at it and, like, frame it correctly. So, that's it for TV news this week. Let's move on to movie news. We got a lot of movie news to get through. First, we're going to start off with the box office. Uh, this is just what I want to do. I want to, like, run in and keep a check on like what's going on with horror movies at the box office. It was yet another great weekend for horror movies slash thrillers. I don't know if I would count Don't Worry Darling as a horror movie, but everybody keeps, all the horror movie sites keep talking about it. So coming in at number one is the thriller Don't Worry Darling with $19 million on 4,000 screens. It's not bad. And then in at number four is Barbarian, still going strong with another $4 million. And that was on 2,800 screens. And that means it has a domestic U.S. box office now of $28.4 million, which is crazy. Coming in at number six, we have Pearl. It made another solid $1.9 million, bringing it up to 6.6. .6. Not bad for a little A24 horror film. And the final horror film on the week rounds out the top. Oh, no, it's right at the bottom of the top 10. And it is at number eight. The Invitation is still going strong. I kind of can't wait to watch this. Um, I'm planning on watching it this week and making it one of the reviews that will be on the channel for the October blowout of reviews and everything that we're doing over here. Four movies in the box office right now, and not like struggling at the box office. Like the invitations now at $23 million, which is respectable. Pearl is at $6 million. 
Barbarians at 28, and then we got 19 for Don't Worry Darling. Like, the genre is bringing in money, which is great because when we're bringing in money, we're gonna get new projects funded. So that was the box office news. The box office looking great for horror right now. So let's get into the rest of the movie news, starting with The Nun 2. Uh, Dread Central did a great recap about everything we knew about The Nun coming out. We know that it's headed to theaters on about this time next year, September 8th, 2023. Both the writer and the director of The Nun are not coming back. We will be seeing Michael Chavez, who worked with James Wan on Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It and Curse of La Llorona. Not two of my favorite Conjuring verse movies, if I'm being fair, will be come back to direct. However, Aisha Cooper, who wrote Malignant, is writing the screenplay. So that makes me excited. I am confident that she can deliver a better script that will be harder for Chavez to ruin. I don't know. He is literally makes the worst two Conjuring first movies. Um, I think it's exciting that we're getting a nun too. Uh, Bonnie Aarons will be returning to play Valak, which is fantastic. And we think that Tessa, Tessa Famiga will be back as well to play Sister Irene. We're kind of at the point now where all of the 2022 movie pushes have been put out. So like we're getting, starting to get that drip, drip, drip of what's coming for us next year. And that's exciting. I think it's going to be hard to live up to the October we are having this year. Art the Clown is back. Chucky is back. Michael Myers is back. Uh, Hellraiser, Pinhead is back. Like so many iconic franchises are back in this October. That even leaves out that this year, both Ghostface and came out. I like, keep thinking Scream was like years ago. We've had so many good horror movies between now and the beginning of the year. And Leatherface was back with Texas Chainsaw Massacre in February, even though I am not the biggest fan of that movie. It's just been crazy for legacy IP. So I don't know if 2023 is going to be able to live up to that. I know we are going to be getting The Exorcist, which is fun. We're going to get like, I think we might need to shift our perspective to embracing newer IP for 2023. And I'm excited about that too, because all the new IP that's come out this year has also been banging. So Let's get into it. Nick Frost has cast Lita Henny again in the comic thriller Savita. It follows a family who goes to a Swedish island. I think it's Swedish. Oh, it does. It's a Swedish island. A remote Swedish island for a family vacation where they get stalked by a serial killer. And the town folks are like, better you than me. So they just will not help. So I'm excited to see this. Uh, I think Nick Frost is great. Um, Lena Headey also fantastic. So I'm excited that we will get to see this. It was picked up by Wayward Entertainment and XYZ Films for worldwide distribution, which means we will definitely be seeing it here in the United States sometime in 2023. This next one is we finally got a official trailer for a movie that I have been excited about. It is all jacked up and full of worms. This trailer looks insane. Um, there's a down on his luck maintenance guy. You can tell that he's just pretty lonely. He just wants a new love interest and he stumbles upon hallucinogenic worms 
And so the movie starts off with this like very sad premise of him trying to find a girlfriend and wanting a child and like all of this. He like gets mechanical kind of misfigured baby and it's just very strange. The trailer is very unsettling. It keeps you off balance and I think that it's just going to be nuts once they start eating these psychedelic uh worms. So, we know that it will be coming this fall in to Screenbox, which is great. Screenbox is turning out to be a delightful little uh service. Now I have three horror movie services. I started the year with one and now I've got Screenbox, Arrow Video, and Shudder. All three of them, great. Worth the price of admission. I think it's like 15 bucks a month for all three and you like just a super great deal. So if you are into like insane drug horror movies, I highly suggest you look up All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. That trailer looks nightmarish and fun. Speaking of drug induced horror movies shutter picked up the lsd horror flick spoonful of sugar um it's headed for release sometime in 2023 it's going to come to theaters and then it's going to come to shutter shutter's been doing that a lot she will is a movie that came out in theaters and then is now headed its way to shutter for streaming uh, the film is written by leah saint marie and stars morgan sayer and kate foster Spoonful of Sugar follows a disturbing babysitter experiencing a sexual awakening while using LSD to alternatively treat a sick-seeming child from a family with dark secrets. Thing sounds nuts. Can't wait. Uh, Shudder is out here. Shudder and Screenbox out here making it super easy for us to see all of these indie horror movies in an accessible way. In this next story, we're going to talk about the final trailer for Pray for the Devil. This is an exorcism movie that I can get into. It looks so much more fleshed out. Not fleshed out. It's not what I want. It looks like a very different spin than the exorcist or other uh, exorcism movies that were been used to getting it follows a sister who believes she's answering the calling to become the church's first female exorcist but the church doesn't uh believe that that's a thing there's a great line in the trailer where she says at one point in time female surgeons were also not considered so she's at the school for exorcism i mean i don't know exactly what they call it yes it is a school for exor the right of exorcism uh a professor recognizes her gift and uh agrees to train her she finds herself in the first case she seems to be working on is of a young girl who is possessed by a demon that sister Anne believes also targeted her mother so the film just the trailer is just nonstop uh, tension and action. And I think this film has the potential to be a very scary exorcist flick. I'm excited when people do something a little bit different with the formula.
We haven't talked a lot about what everybody is doing for Halloween. I'm going to make a guide for Halloween that will be up on the channel on Friday that is a separate video that goes through what streaming services are doing, what um, some like really big events and haunts across like major places in the United States, just like a guide to October and a guide to having like a very creepy, spooky season for us all. So... But we are going to talk about this because the Criterion channel is bringing back Near Dark with the 80s horror collection this October. Uh, Catherine Bigelow, who you might know for Zero Dark Thirty, uh, she directed a vampire movie called Near Dark. It came out in 1987. It's pretty hard to get a hold of, but beginning October 1st, you will be able to watch it on the Criterion ch channel. Uh other things that are great, Scanners will be on the Criterion channel. The 1982 version of Cat People will be on the Criterion channel. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre, 1982. You should definitely watch that. You should also watch the remake from last year on Sci-Fi. That movie is so good. And then uh, the last one I would recommend from these is John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. That's one of my favorite movies and I feel like it is an underrated John Carpenter movie. It is so ridiculous, but I love it so very much. Next up, we've got a trailer for the little horror movie that seems to be touched on by all the big titans of horror right now. It's a collaboration between Bloody Disgusting, Sinopolis, and Studio 71. They're the people who brought you VHS 1994 and the hotly anticipated VHS 99. We also know that the film was fully financed and partnered on by RLJE Films and Shudder. So we got Bloody Disgusting in there. We got Shudder in there. Everybody's making this like thing happen. And the film is Kids vs. Aliens. And this teaser trailer is bananas. It looks great. If you like angsty teenagers who are going to party when they shouldn't be and some shit's going to go down, I think this movie is going to be for you. Uh, it seems very bloody. It seems great. The synopsis via Bloody Disgusting is in Kids vs. Aliens, all Gary wants is to make awesome home movies with his best buds. All his older sister Samantha wants is to hang out with the cool kids. When their parents head out of town one Halloween weekend, an all-time rager of a teen house party turns to terror when aliens attack, forcing the siblings to band together and survive the night. This film looks great. The teaser trailer's great. You should definitely go check it out. It gives me Psycho Gorman vibes, if I'm being honest, and I just want more weird preteen, teen horror movies in the world not like slashers where like the teenagers are clearly being played by like adults like actual kids in these like kind of situations I think it's a genre that we need to bring back and we finally got some news that I guess is exciting Cloverfield will be getting an official numbered sequel so we've had Cloverfield Paradox and 10 Clovered Lane and those are technically sequels to Cloverfield, but they don't have anything to do with the Cloverfield proper story. But uh, we found out from Deadline that Babaka Avari is going to direct the new Cloverfield uh, movie for Paramount, and the script will be written by Joe Barton. 
I can't believe it's been 15 years since Cloverfield. Like time is like weird. It feels like it moves insanely fast, insanely slow all at the same time. It was announced last year that Spider-Man producer John Watts was going to be producing and retooling a new movie for HBO Max in the Final Destination series. And I think that people thought that that meant John Watts was directing that series. And I tried to hunt down if that was the case and it had changed or if he had always been producing, but I think he had always been producing. So The Hollywood Reporter... Uh, came out today and let us know that Zach Levinsky and Adam B. Stein, who did Freaks, will be directing Final Destination 6. The plot seems to be gone and gotten together. Uh, Dread Central spoke with Jeffrey Riddick, and he teased that, I will say, it's not going to be another kind of, we set up a group of people, they cheat death, and then death gets them. Uh, this one is a true Final Destination movie, but it doesn't follow any kind of formula that we've established. I feel like that is exactly what a sixth entry to Final Destination needs to be. I can't wait to see what uh, spins they're going to put on it. And Freaks is great. So I have all the confidence in the world that the directors and this producer will set it up to be the best that it can be. That should be coming in 2023, maybe. I am glad we've heard anything about it. Another one that I was worried about was going to get lost in the HBO Max shuffle, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Hey, maybe we'll luck out that a lot of horror will not get shuffled around so much because let's be honest, horror movies don't get as big of budgets as a lot of the DC movies that have been canceled and other things that have been put off. So maybe just by sure luck that like we're pretty thrifty genre and pretty cheap to make we'll get a lot of the properties that are promised to us next up we've got a story about a trailer release that i am very excited for it's not a movie i had heard of pre this release but i am very excited for this movie seeing the trailer it is the loneliest boy in the world and it is giving me fido vibes i don't know if anybody remembers that uh movie where they keep a zombie as a dog. <laughs> um, it's giving me that kind of theme vibes. Um, the folks over at Dread Central compared it to Idle Hands, and I can also see that. But it feels very heartwarming and horror. Like, And I like when we get a mix of comedy and heartwarming, but also like weird horror situations. Uh, in this film, Oliver is a unsocialized kid who is tasked with the job of making new friends after the sudden and devastating death of his mother. He decides that he's going to dig up a few. So he digs up some dead bodies and uh, they awaken and he has um, to try to keep them all pieces of them together and like it just seems and keep this secret that there's dead people in his house like it's just very silly very fun um very stylist stylistic and I can't wait to see it it looks great uh you won't have to wait very long this movie hits theaters October 15th and is on digital on October 18th and you can absolutely bet it will be one of the movies that I am reviewing next month
Next up, we got another trailer for a film that will be out this weekend. Smile dropped its final trailer, and oh my god, that movie seems so unsettling. I am very excited. Uh, there's only been 14 reviews on it, but it has a 79 on Rotten Tomato, which is kind of nuts. Uh, I really want to see it. I'm going to try to sneak in a not crowded matinee. This movie has just had some crazy, crazy marketing. Uh, they've done the AI, um, like, I can't remember what it's called now, but Mini Dolly, they, um, did an AI marketing campaign where they had, like, the AI make, like, campaign posters, and they're all fucking terrifying, um, they paid actors to pop up in Major League Baseball stadiums with that terrifying smile on their face. Um, they've sent around these absolutely horrifying mugs to other YouTubers uh, to give away. They're bright yellow mugs with this like horrific smile on it. Like whoever decided that this was going to be the marketing for this movie has really knocked it out of the park. Because two months ago, I didn't even know what this movie was. But that first like just out of nowhere smiling teaser caught my eye, was instantly a fan and had to know more about it. Like Shout out whoever did the marketing on this movie. And it seems like it's pretty good if it's sitting at a crispy 79 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I'm very excited for that to come out this weekend. Are you going to go see Smile? If you are, let me know what you think of it in the comments below. We've just got a few more horror stories left. Not that much, but just a few more. Uh, next up is another what's going on. Um, I will also include this information in the what's going on in October video that you will be getting on Friday, but um, this is Terror on Tubi. And I wanted to highlight it because Tubi seems to be doing some very interesting stuff with horror lately. We're getting six brand new Tubi originals and more. Um, we're getting Alone in the Dark, which comes October 7th. The Battle of Beast, Bigfoot versus Yeti, which looks hilarious. The Final Rose on October 14th. A remake of the cult classic Terror Train, which looks like legitimately scary. I'm very excited for Terror Train remake. On October 26th, we'll get Lights, Camera, Murder, Scream. And on October 28th, we're going to get A Party to Die for. There will also be other uh, stuff on Tubi totaling up to 2,700 hours. If you want to know what all of those are about, you should check out my video on Friday where I'm going to go through all these videos. That video is going to be so long, so you should be ready to strap in and get ready because it's going to be a long video of what's going in October. In this next story, we're just going to talk about it really quickly. I'm going to give you some more finalized thoughts I have on the trailer, but if you want to see my reaction, that video is up on the channel right now and you can find it in the description box. It is M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. I have come around after watching this trailer more than once to be full on, full-throated excited for this film. I am... I just can't wait. I, again, like I said in the last, in my, in my video, I don't know who I have to like make a deal with, who I have to sell my soul to. Please don't ruin this story in the trailer. Please let people who have no idea what this story entails find out for themselves in this movie. That is the best thing that could happen to this movie is that it has a very restrained marketing. 
Um, otherwise, I think it really runs the risk of being disappointing for people. I can see a situation where they will overhype this film, and I don't want that. I feel like what they have done now is a perfect balance. So just more of this going forward, or just this going forward and nothing else. Like, I'd be fine with that, too. But I also know that that's probably not realistic from a PR standpoint. So, yes, if you like the cabin at the end of the world, I highly suggest that you check out the trailer for Knock at the Cabin. It will be headed our way on February 3rd. That really isn't that far away now. Man, February 3rd, 2023 is like within striking distance. <laughs> I can't believe how fast 2022 has gone. Our next story is following a film that I am very excited to see. It is bitch ass. It is a story that follows a gang initiation and the first black serial killer to wear a mask. They break into a house that is full of deadly games that they must play for with their lives. Uh, Tony Todd is in it. It is directed by Bill Posley. I am very excited to see it. It looks super cool. The slasher has like a great look the mask the suit i love it um it just looks great and i can't wait to see it i am always excited when we get new like quote unquote icon slasher villains and this bitch ass feels like a great fun bloody romp if you haven't checked out the trailer i really suggested it it will be linked in this week's show notes so please do it's headed to theaters on October 14th. So don't know when it will be coming to streaming. I don't think it's going, it's limited release through Quiver Distribution. So it will probably head to streaming fairly quickly. As soon as I get a streaming date for it, I will let you all know. And in our final story for this week, Bloody Disgusting, again, getting a killer acquisition. They acquired The Outwaters, which has been told by several people that it is, quote, the scariest movie of the year. It is a found footage film that will launch in theaters early next year and then later on Screenbox. The film plays out over three memory cards found in a section of the Mojave Desert where there is a foursome that's set out to make a music video while camping. They are led by a charismatic filmmaker. Their trip starts out uneventful, though their peace is occasionally disrupted by unexplained sound, vibrations, and unnatural human behavior. Then one night, everything changes, sending the foursome on a mind-bending trip through trailer. Robbie Banfitch has been quoted to say, My whole life I dreamed of making a scary movie. Thanks to my friends, families, and years of hard work, the daydreams were made tangible. Congratulations to Bloody Disgusting again for getting like a great movie easily into our hands. $4.99 a month and you've got like a bunch of good movies coming out. I sound like a Screenbox shill. Hey, reach out to me, Bloody Disgusting, if you want to uh, sponsor the podcast because I love your platform. I can't wait. Uh, they confirmed to me on Twitter yesterday that an Apple TV app is coming, which is exciting for me because I am currently buying it through Amazon so I can watch the movies on my TV. But I want to give that $4.99 directly to Screenbox and the 
great folks over at Bloody Disgusting. So that's going to do it for our podcast this week. We are next week going to be in the month of October, which means Halloween is just oh so close and we will be in the thick of Halloween spooky scary movie season um I'm your ghostess Spencer you can find me all over the internet as Miss Nintendeek 64 you can find the podcast all over the internet as a Halloween club you can find me on TikTok Twitter Twitch um all over the internet next month is going to be a big month on my TikTok on my Twitter, and on this here YouTube channel. I'm going to try to upload as much as possible to cover as much of the craziness that will be going on. I will also be putting up written reviews on my blog, which there will be a link for in the show notes of this week. So with that, you know what time it is. Sleep or don't. Thank you.